And we are live. Welcome everyone tuning in to the hashtag stories of healing podcast episode 11. The focus of the podcast is to share a story and dive into the healing process within that challenging time in life. The story could be about pain, struggle, anxiety, depression, a heartbreak, loss of employment, trauma, or any specific challenge that brought a tough experience to overcome. Stories of Healing is here to inspire, motivate, help others lift and rise up through their past or present struggles by listening in, connecting with the special guest who tunes into sharing their story of healing and how they overcame their battle. What was their healing process? That being said, good evening and welcome everyone. As a law enforcement officer for almost 20 years, Joe has had the opportunity to experience all walks of life. His message will walk you through his many personal challenges of life, both on and off the job, how he's had to find different ways to overcome them despite what it looked like. Life challenges, which included being abandoned by his father at a young age to battling kidney disease, which almost led to his death. Joe has taken the time to craft his personal story for the purpose of helping others and has traveled the country doing so. He has become a well-respected public speaker in law enforcement and has helped thousands of people with his message. Joe, who is also a writer for law enforcement's The Blue Magazine, decided to dig deeper and to broaden his message after becoming a certified public speaker under the training and certification of Eric Thomas and Associates in Atlanta, Georgia. That's ETA. And that's the home base of Eric Thomas, a.k.a. the hip-hop preacher, who is currently the number one motivational speaker in the world. Joe has discovered in his life that in order to be the best, he must learn from the best. Follow along with Joe and you will discover that no matter what challenges you face in life, you too can overcome. So empowering. Welcome, Joe Hammond. How are you doing tonight, brother? Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very grateful to have you on the show tonight. It's an absolute honor. Um, such a powerful introduction, you know, and, and, and there's a lot of history and experience here. And I believe listeners tuning in tonight, uh, you know, who may work in law enforcement, uh, first responders um, will get a lot of value and insight and um, some motivation and some love from, from your story. So thank I'm you. Hoping so. I'm hoping so. All right. Uh, Joe, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, we know you're from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Well, actually uh, no longer, I, I trained in Atlanta. Okay, um, okay. I'm actually from New Jersey. I'm actually from New Jersey, born and raised. Um, I've spent a lot of time in Atlanta. You're not the first one to, to think that I was from Atlanta because all the yeah. time I've been there, you know, but um, that's where I did most of my training when it comes down to, you know, I trained under, you know, like you said, Eric Thomas and uh, associates and number one motivational speaker in the world. So yeah, um, you, you travel to wherever the, uh, the world leads you, you know, these days to get the best out of the best, you know, but, you know, like you said, I um, was in law enforcement almost 20 years. Okay. I'm retired now. And I get the opportunity to, you know, travel and speak to the world, man. You know, I, you know, I humbly served my community for many, many years. Love, love, loved what I do, you know, what I did. And you know what, man, it's just, you know, at this point, it's just what's next, you know? So now I get a chance to help people on another level, you know, which is, which has always been my goal. You know, it's, it's, you know, when I, when I first got into law enforcement, it was, it was basically because I always wanted to help people. And, you know, I, I remember being in the police academy when, you know, my uh, my commanding officer, he asked me, you know, they're, they're running around, they're yelling in your face. And, you know, it's it's the orientation day and they you know, they ask you, why do you, why do you want to be a police officer? You know, and, you know, my answer was was pretty basic. You know, it was, you know, to protect and serve, mm-hmm. you know, and 
that just wasn't good enough for them, you know, because it was just, it was just too basic. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. You want to protect and serve. We get it. That's the old cliche, but really, and, and I really couldn't think of anything else, man. I just, I really, you know, wanted to help and protect and serve people who couldn't protect and serve themselves. And, and that's how I got into the field, man. And, you know, here I am right now still helping people on the outside of law enforcement the best way I possibly can. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I find, uh, you know, when you get into some uh, career like that, that is very um, driven towards being in the community and uh, making a big difference on, on as a first responder. Um, you know, it's a uh, it's a lot at first to, to go in there and just be like, yeah, I'm here to protect and serve. I could feel that, you know, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And um, are you ready to dive in tonight? Hey, man, let's go. Let's go to you. I've, I've been doing this for a long time. I, I, I'm a big fan of yours, man. Seriously. I've been watching your stuff, man. I just, and listening to your stuff. I just want you to let you know, man, I'm a big fan of yours. You're doing great things and just keep going. Just keep going. I appreciate you. Thank you. And you know what? I'm a bigger fan of you. <laughs> I love your daily posts. They're so motivating and inspiring. And uh, we'll get into that tonight. And I want people to really, really feel it. So um, what is your yes. story of which brought you a life challenge or struggle? Hmm. You know, well, you, you really are going to dive in right away, huh? Okay. Yeah, so, my, my story, you know, overcoming adversity for me um, started early. Okay. It started real early when I was young. You know, my, you know, I, as far as I can remember back when I was five years old, you know, my dad, you know, it was Thanksgiving, you know, he had stopped by, um, him and my mom were separated and he stopped by, you know, the house and he said, you know, son, I'll be back on Christmas. You know, I was five years old and, you know, I haven't seen him since. You know, and here I am, um, I'm turning 50 next week. And, you know, it's, you know, it was one of those things I had to get through at a young age, you know, wondering, you know, what it was like to um, have your biological father in your life. Now, I had my, you know, my stepfather, who was a great, great man who passed away, um, who stepped into his shoes and was able to guide me, you know, through certain things in life, man. And, and I had a, I had a great, great teacher in that, but there was always that thing in the back of your mind where you think, and you say, you know what, what? You know, why doesn't, you know, your biological father want to be in your life? Why does he want to be around you? And although my father made it easier, my, my father, when I say my father, I call him my, my stepfather, my father. Mm-hmm. You know, although he made it easier, you know, it was, there was still always that question in the back of your mind. You know, so overcoming adversity for me um, started early in life and I had to find ways to get over it. And I found ways to, you know, through my own different, my own different methods. And, you know, here I am today. And, you know, some of those things that, that led, you know, to uh, other things when you're that young, you know, I, I dealt with, you know, childhood obesity. I dealt with, you know, being almost 360 pounds at one time. Um, I also dealt with kidney dialysis because of the, you know, because of being overweight, because of being out of shape, you know, I was on five and a half years of kidney dialysis before uh, receiving a kidney transplant from my sister. And that's, that's, as a matter of fact, that is, uh, it was February of 2000. So, we're looking at around 20, 21 years, you know, since, uh, since I had that kidney transplant and she actually saved my life. You know, wow. I was, uh, I remember when, you know, when they came to me and they said, listen, you, you, you can't do dialysis forever. You know, we're going to have to find something for you because, you know, you're, you're not doing too well. Your body's not responding well anymore. And, you know, I was approaching pretty much, you know, a deadly situation, you know, it was life or death. And, you know, my sister stepped up and, you know, other people stepped up and it's, it's, it's hard taking someone's kidney, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard, you wow. know, taking one's body part. Um, but, you know, thanks be to God and thanks be to my sister, you know, um, yeah, shout out to God and your sister. Let's go. Yeah. 
Yeah, 20, you know, it's been 21 years, man. Thank God. So, you know, and, and here I am today, you know, and I just um, just finished a great law enforcement career. Amazing. You know, that's very heavy. And I want to say um, thank you for sharing that. And uh, during this time, you know, when you lost your, um, you know, when your father left at a young age and you started battling cancer, or, sorry, kidney disease. And, um, you know, you're, you're going through this, these changes at a young age and then going oh, and getting into obesity um, as well. Um, how did you feel during the challenge or struggles? Like what were the main feelings and emotions that really took over during your days? Well, the good, the good thing about me is that I always, I always found a way to keep a positive attitude. You know, that was always me, you know, no matter what, you know, I always had a smile on my face. I always, you know, I always made a decision to be a good person, you know, and I remember, you know, I, I shared this, this story with, uh, with one of my cousins one day and we were sitting, sitting in the park one day, we we're having a conversation and, and I remember making the conscious decision to, it was like, it was, it was, it was a conscious decision. I was young. And I said, you know what? I want to be a good person. I really want to be a good person. And it was, it was a, a breaking moment for me that I realized that that's, that's going to take, um, practice. It really is going to take practice because let's be honest, we're not always surrounded by good people, right? You know, mm -hmm. we're always, you know, there's always something that's going to test us and challenge us, you know, and we're going to be tempted to do certain things. But from a very young age, I remember being spiritual. I remember being, you know, being in contact with God. And even that is, is challenging because, you know, when you're that young, people think you're weird. You know, people think, you know, and you're, and you're afraid to come out of that shell, you know, but for me, you know, becoming a good person, was imperative, you know, and it was that conscious decision that I made. And I like to believe that I carried that all through my life right now into adulthood. You know, even, even today, I try my best to make sure I'm always good to people, the best I could possibly be, you know, let's, let's be real. We're not always going to get it right. You know, we have our bad days, but at the end of the day, you know, those were the, some of the things that I talked about when I was younger, you know, getting through, you know, the, the, the loss of my father, you know, my biological father not being in my life. Mm -hmm. and you know, getting through, you know, being, getting through obesity and getting through the, the challenges of, you know, teens and all the things with, with the health and all the other stuff that went along with it. You know, don't get me wrong. I was very active. You know, I did things. I played sports. I had a, yeah. what did a, you do to keep yourself healthy during all oh, that time? Well, you know, I, I played everything, you know, and even for a bigger guy, I was always the guy, you know, running up and down the basketball court. I was, nice. you know, I was, uh, one of the baseball stars in my, in my community, you know, I had good, a very good. successful career. Um, play, even played a little bit of semi-pro ball. And, you know, what I did was I always had the mindset of where I saw myself 10, 15, 20 years down the line. You know, mm -hmm. so even though I was heavy at that time, I always had the mindset that I'm not always going to be like this. And that that mindset carries over into your in, throughout your life. So when you're going through something, OK, when you're going through anything in life, if you have the ability to see yourself out of this situation, you know, to envision yourself actually living in a better life, living in a healthier life, living in a life that's, that's, pros that's prosperous and, and beneficial to you and your family. Once you start to put those things into your mind, they're going to manifest. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's, that's good and bad. You know, if you, if you start to think negative every day of your life, you start to think, okay, it's just another day, you know, same day, different crap, you know, same day, you know, this, this is what's going to come into your life. You're going to manifest these things. And I learned at a very young age that all I had to do was start to think about things and meditate on things and start to realize, wow, 
These, th- these things are really starting to come true. But I also realized that when I thought negative at a young age, those things also came true. But when I thought that things weren't going to work out for me. So I decided to lean more on, on the positive side, man. And it's, it's been mm-hmm. working. You know, don't keep, don't get me wrong. I've had my challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had my challenges through relationships and divorce and all those things. But, you know, on the, on the other side of that, man, I've learned how to see myself coming out of situations and winning. Incredible. I, I love that you have that positive mindset and you talk about uh, manifesting. And I believe, you know, in challenges in life and the things that we go through in our battles, it really comes down to what you're thinking about, where you're putting your thoughts and that mindset. If you, no matter how hard it gets, if you can really put your mindset to something more positive, to something more good, and how you said you were looking into the future where you wanted to be and continually envisioning that, um, I find as human beings and when we're going through those tough battles, we can we slowly get pulled out of that negative environment, that negative force, those surroundings, and we like feel more free and we're getting into that uh, positive place that we want to be. And I love that you elaborated that. See, my mindset is everything, man. Like it it really is everything. And listen, are are there clinical problems of people with depression? Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'll never knock that. I'll never knock the fact that some people need medication. Some people need that extra help, Mm -hmm. but there's also some of us. Okay. There's also some of us who are just lazy, right? Mm-hmm. There, are, there are some of us who, who are, you know, we, we're, we're spending too much time in front of the TV. We're mm-hmm. spending too much time around the wrong people. We're spending too much time doing the wrong things. And, you know, you're actually capable of getting up. Okay. And, and here's why I can say this. I'll never say anything to you or anyone else that I haven't witnessed or been through myself, right? Or I haven't gotten myself out of. So I know when I was being lazy. Right. I know when I was hanging around the wrong people, I know when I wasn't eating the right things and doing the right things in life. I know it. OK, so there's some people out here in, in, in our lives that, you know, we'll we'll blame depression. OK, situations mm-hmm. right. in, in place of our laziness. Now, again, mm-hmm. like I said, just in case somebody gets a, a half a clip of this and wants to use it the wrong way. A minute ago, I said there is clinical depression. Okay, there are people out there who need that extra help. But some of us, some of us, we just need to get up off our butts, man, and and start to get around the right people and do the right things. I feel you. I find that um, there's this type of uh, emotion, you know, as we're getting uh, this new generations are coming in. And I find that uh, the accessibility to like social media and the different ways of how we could just watch movies from home and stay at home and do this and that i find it's creating um if you're not an active person if you're not a very outgoing positive you know high energetic human and you find yourself like really lazy in the mind um if you face certain challenges and battles in your workplace in your relationships and you're lazy in the mind it's going to be a lot harder Mm -hmm. for you to get out of that situation to move forward um, so I find what you said makes uh, makes a lot of sense, and I feel that in every way. Well, T, it's it's difficult, man. I mean, we're we're in the we're in the COVID era right now, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. depressing in and of itself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people are, what's happening? People are stuck at home. You know, we're gaining weight. You know, we we can't go out and do the things we used to do. So mm-hmm. it it would will cause depression. Okay. And it, it can, and easier than ever, because now what we're doing is we're sitting around on the phones and we're scrolling through other people's lives and we're spending more and more time on social media. And then when we get back into the world, we can't function. Okay. Right. We can't. Fun- and here, here's the thing that people don't realize 
the world is still going on, whether COVID is, is happening or not. You still have to find a way to function because at some point this is going to end. Okay. And what you did in the time of COVID, what you did during these moments is it, it really is going to matter. Now, I, a lot of people were talking about, I can't wait till things get back to normal. Well, I happen to believe, okay, that most of this right now is our new normal. Okay. Right. So we have to make these shifts. We have to make these pivots. You know, you and I, um, we're doing a, a, an interview from here in America and you're in Canada, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yep. with that being said, this is the new normal. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're here in America and you're right down the block from me. We're still doing <laughs> Zoom calls, right? We're still doing, you know, we're still doing Zoom interviews because of COVID, you know? So there's certain things that we have to adapt to and have to overcome because at one, at some point, people mm-hmm. are not going to care if you didn't get yours, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I know it's hard. And, and again, right. it's difficult for some people and it's very, very real, but it's also right. very real that this is going to end. And when it ends, okay, where are you going to be when this thing ends? Did you make mm-hmm. the pivot? Did you make the shift? Did you adapt and overcome to the situation or did you succumb to the situation? I feel you. And uh, I agree. I think right now is the perfect time, whether you're, you know, you're working from home, uh, you're looking for new ways of starting online business from home. Um, you're looking for a way to connect with people they haven't connect with. You're looking for ways to strengthen your mindset and find different positive ways, whether it's exercise from home, you know, outside a little bit, whatever you can do, um, breathing meditations, uh, brain meditation. This is the time to really develop um, and, and and find out who you truly are during a time when the world is shut down. Like this is like one of the biggest challenges we can face right now, um, at least in my lifetime. And, you know, the people that I see around me and my community, you know, everyone is struggling. You know, there's there's a lot of depression. There's a lot of anxiety. Um, but you know what? During these times, we can come together. We can support each other. We can focus on the positive things that we're good at and try to do that towards something for the near future, for the now. Because once, like you said, once this is over, uh, what, what, what have you done during the time when, when it was this lull? Were you up every day, you know, drinking that water, getting the metabolism going, you know, working out, reading something that's professional development, uh, training your brain, connecting. And, um, and then so you're going to be more- I agree. It's actually going to lead if you didn't do something and this thing is over. OK, mm-hmm. it's actually going to have another effect on you because now you're going to be so disappointed in yourself. Right. Okay? Because you're going to look back and say, wow, I had two oh. years. You know, I, I thought this thing yeah. was going to be over in a year, but it turned into be two years. And I'm not putting a timeline timeline on it, but you're going to be upset right. with yourself. Yeah. And, that, and that comes another form of depression because now you feel inadequate. Right. Now you feel like, you know, oh, my God, I could have I could have done so much better. And that's that's the story of our life, mm-hmm. man. We look back on all the things that we had opportunities to do in life, okay? And we just we could have done better. And and I, I'm not listen. I don't have it all together. I'm, I promise you, I don't have it all together. But when I recognize it, okay, when I recognize that the world is going in a, in a certain direction, and I'm going to have to adapt to that, okay? Because one thing is not going to happen is the sun is not going to stop rising. Because Joe is unhappy with the way the world is going. Okay, that's mm-hmm. going to come up each and every day with me or without me. It doesn't care how I feel at that moment. So I can either participate the best way I possibly can, you know, by educating my mind the best way. And we, we get caught up in the word education that we think we have to sit in these big institutions and we have mm-hmm. to go to colleges. No, 
there's, there's so many different things on, I can't explain to you how many things I've learned on YouTube. Okay. Just watching certain things and, and getting your mind right, whether it's reading online books or whether it's listening to books, you know, if you're not a reader, they have audible books. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you're not, if you don't believe that you're into meditation, just understand that you're meditating on negative things all day long. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's, it's a form of meditation, you know? So when people say to me that, or they say that I'm not into meditation, I just, I just can't meditate. Well, it's something that you're doing every day, whether you realize it or not. You're meditating while watching CNN or Fox News. Right. Meditate because you're putting your brain on that each and every day for that moment. You know, so there's all different forms and ways for us to get out of the things that we're going through and overcome the situations that we're in right now. But you just have to do what works for you. You have to do what works for you. Everything that I do doesn't work for everyone. I'll get people on my page sometimes and, you know, they'll, they'll sneak in, they'll sneak in a little comment and they said, yeah, well, that's, that's easy for you to say, and, you know, and that person could have easily kept scrolling. Right. right. But right. If, if that's the, if that's the interaction you want to have, I can give you a solution to your situation. I can help you with that. And I'm more than willing to, you know, but if you take, if you take a piece of information where somebody's trying to give you positive information or somebody's trying to help you with something, you may not even want to be helped at that moment because there's people out here who don't want to be helped. They're enjoying this moment because this gives them a reason because there's so many other people going through it right now. It's almost like when you're overcoming alcohol or you know that you shouldn't be drinking alcohol or doing drugs. When you get around those people, you don't feel as bad because everyone's doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. So now when it comes down to this form of, you know, this form of the situation that we're in right now, when it comes down to COVID, you don't feel as bad sitting on the couch doing nothing because everyone's doing, doing it, right? Wow. You don't feel as bad and not, you know, and not being productive because nobody's being productive, right? But I promise you, there's people out there being productive. There's 8 billion people in the world. Some of right. them are being productive. You need to be one of them. Mm. I love how you put that in perspective. And I hope listeners tuning in really feel that. You know, like, let's get off the couch, stop watching Netflix. Like, let's start reading. Let's start. Uh, what's your hobby? What's your passion? Okay, how can we create that into a business? How can we put that online? How can you inspire others and be successful just from home, from your bedroom? Like, you know, there's so many amazing ways. What's something you haven't done in a long time that you used to love to do? Pick up that guitar, you know, start playing a little guitar, start learning piano, something, you know. I love that you put that all into, into perspective. And, um, you know, time is in the essence, you know, when we... I feel like, you know, when we look back, we want to look back and we want to be grateful for the experiences that we've learned, but we also want to be fulfilled for each moment and second that we had in our past, you know, that created where we are today, you know, and I feel that every way. And especially in the time we're in now, I've never felt more driven and more motivated and more inspired to connect with you, Joe, to connect with other guests on the show, to connect with people listening in. When I go to my community and I'm doing my work, you know, full-time still, and I'm coming home each night working on music or connecting socially from people across the planet. Like, I just feel like um, there's more of a drive because I don't want to be the one sitting down and wasting that time. I yeah. know it's not a good feeling. You know, we need, to, we need to be fulfilled in this life. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. And it's never been easier, you know, for us to yeah. reach millions of people. You know, years ago, you know, we didn't have social media. You know, we didn't have this, like, again, like you and I are talking right now from different countries, you know, years ago, we didn't have this, you know, and, and our ancestors and people, they made it, you know, they got through it, you know, mm. they figured it out somehow. 
And again, this is not a rah-rah speech or, you know, some motivation. It's just, it's just facts, T. You know, it's just sure. the fact that there are people who have been through things worse than us, you know, for this, man. And, you know, we're, we're human beings, man. We're resilient. Mm. You know, we're meant to succeed. We were created. You know, we were given the strength by God to win. Okay. And, and not everybody's going to win. Okay. Let's, I'm just going to call it the way it is. Not everybody's going to have a successful life. Not everybody's going to win, you know, but you do have the opportunity to, okay. There's so many resources out here. There's so many different avenues, you know, and, and sometimes it just takes you to get around the right people with the right mindset and stop doing the same negative things every single day. And all it takes is one step at a time, just one little thing, you know, get out of bed tomorrow. If you can't do five pushups, then do one. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you can't go out and run around the block, then, you know, walk around the house, you know, whatever you have to do, use your stairs, grab some gallon water bottles. I don't care what it is, you mm-hmm. know, but we, there's so many people that I'm watching online who have started, you know, cooking channels and started, you know, music channels and piano. It's cool. so cool. Our lessons. I'm loving seeing the creativity of human beings, you know, and I'm watching. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of TikTok. I'll, I'll be, you know, OK, I'll be OK. And cool. One thing, if you guys haven't followed me yet on TikTok, go follow me. Same as plug. But yeah, yeah. if you know, we'll get I'm, there. We'll get there. We'll get there at the end. <laughs> I'm a big fan of TikTok, man. And one of the things I love watching, okay, mm-hmm. I love watching people do amazing things, mm-hmm. right? I'm watching people jump off mountains without a parachute. And I'm not saying, listen, if you're not trained, please don't do what I'm telling you to do, okay? But you, I'm watching people just skydiving and I'm watching people, you know, who, you know, they, they, they're jumping from hundreds of feet into the water or, you know, they're moving mountains or they're driving their Jeeps or cars up these hills at breakneck speeds. I don't care what it is, but then you're always going to have people who say, why would you want to do that? What, right. My question is why not? Okay. You live once. If you know what you're doing, if you're trained at something, you're actually giving us entertainment to watch. Okay. So somebody's going to do it somewhere, you know, and before we knock other people for what they want to do, you know, let's, let's get our own thing and just realize that there's people out there, human beings that are doing amazing, amazing things. And you could be one of them and it doesn't have to be reaching 20,000 people. It can just be reaching 10, but find those 10 and help them out. Amazing. I love listening to you talk. <laughs> it's incredible. I just get inspired sitting in this chair, Joe. And um, I get tired of hearing you myself. Know, it's all good. It's all good. Um, going back to um, if we can, uh, you know, take a step back for a moment and you looking back at the challenges that you faced in your life, those three big challenges for sure. Uh, your father leaving, uh, you know, obesity, kidney disease, all those things. Uh, from the moment you were young to your early teens to your early 20s, you know, maybe even going into the 30s. Uh, if so, what was the hardest thing to let go to push yourself forward out of all those things? I think the hardest thing to let go for me was blame, you know, blame and and unforgiveness. You know, it was, you know, for you know, for, for those people who don't know, you know, my story about my, you know, about my dad, you know, you'll, you may hear me talk about it like it, like it still hurts, but it, it doesn't. Okay. As a matter of fact, I can't even remember when it did hurt. Okay. That's how far of the forgiveness process that I'm into that I can't even remember when it hurt. Right. And what, what that means to me is that once I got to the point where I realized that, 
okay, I'm carrying around unforgiveness for someone who cares nothing about me, right? Now, that, that may be difficult for people to understand, but here you have a, a person, okay, someone who's, who's not supposed to hurt you in your life, right? A parent, someone who's not supposed to walk away, someone who's not supposed to, you know, to, to make, to do bad things to us when we're younger. And, and I realized that, you know, if, if, if this person, okay, can hurt you, then anyone can, then anyone can, you know? So what I had to do is I had to get rid of the, I had to get rid of the unforgiveness. Okay. And I started to realize at a young age that forgiveness wasn't for him. Forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness was for me because I was the one that was carrying it around. I was the one that was holding on to it, thinking about it, you know, all these things, you know, I didn't talk about it much or, you know, don't get me wrong. I made it, you know, I made it, I'm here, you know, and I had to, I had to get rid of that. And, and, and here's the thing I've forgiven him. I have now forgiven him over 20 years ago, but he doesn't even realize it. He doesn't even realize it. And this is something that people don't understand. You don't have to have contact with someone to forgive what they what they did to you. You don't. And and that and that's a clear example of how that forgiveness is for you. OK, these people, whether they whether they're still alive and, he, and he's still alive, um, whether they're still alive or they've gone on, it's OK to forgive them for what they've done. Right. Because what what do we want from God? Right. We want forgiveness from God. And Lord knows we've done some stuff. Okay, that that maybe uh, we we don't deserve forgiveness for, but but God gives us forgiveness every single time we do something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say that we should abuse that. Don't abuse doing things and just think that God's going to forgive you over and over again because that 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 just becomes abuse. But what happens is we want forgiveness from people, but we're not giving forgiveness to people. Okay, we get what we give in life. Okay, what goes around comes around. I know it's cliche, right? Um, but we get what we give in life. So if we give forgiveness to people, okay, then we'll get forgiveness for the things that we've done. Okay. Because we've done things to people, we've hurt people and you know, we don't want to walk around with that. So that was one of the things that was one of the biggest things that I had to get rid of was that unforgiveness because that led into me doing things that I, I didn't forgive myself for. And I kept, I saw the cycle, I saw the cycle brewing and I didn't want to pass that on to my kids. You know, I have a young daughter and I have a son. You know, I didn't want to pass that on to them of understanding, of not understanding what forgiveness really means. So that was one of the things that I had to, you know, I had to really, really implement and let go of and playing the blame game. And just in, because again, I learned from that situation alone that whether he was here or not, that son came up the next day. Whether I had a father or whether I had a mother, it, the sun kept rising every single day and I needed to rise with it. And mm. what the world was not going to stop because my father wasn't in my life. Now, the one thing that I did do, and this was probably, I'm, I'm almost 50 years old now. Probably about three years ago, um, I reached out to my dad. Okay. And I reached out through my, uh, my uncle, who was his brother, who I have a relationship with, <laughs> believe it or not. But when I reached out to him, I said, listen, I said, would you please just pass this message on to him that it's okay. We're good. I'm okay. You know, I know we're not going to play ball. I know we're not going to go out and have a drink. I know we're not going to sit down at the, at the barbecue, but I want him to know it's okay. If he would like to talk to me, I'm a man now he's got grandkids and things like that. I have my own family, you know, but when I do this, I need to realize that there, there may be a yes, or there may be a no. 
Mm-hmm. Right. T? So mm-hmm. I do it. I reach out to him and he comes back with a message and he says, you tell him, meaning me, that I never want to hear from him again. So that was me again, showing humility. Okay. Being humble and forgiving someone. And this is what I want your listeners to understand is that, is that even though, even though he didn't want to speak to me, I was still good with that because now I have more clarity. Now I know that if this man, if something happens to him or if he dies, I don't have to go to his funeral. Mm, if something wow. happens to me, he doesn't have to come to mind. And it doesn't have to be that uncomfortable feeling of, you know what? Hey, just so you know, your, your, your dad passed away. I don't know what to do now. Do I go to the funeral? Do I go? His family doesn't even know me. You know, I don't have to worry about that anymore. God mm-hmm. took care of that. God took care of everything for me and all I did. And now I feel so much better that I tried everything I possibly could try. And that's the one thing I want you guys to understand and you to understand. Always try everything you could possibly try to fix a situation. And if it doesn't work, then at least, you know, you gave your best. Mm. You gave your best. Joe, thank you for sharing that. That's very powerful. And one thing I've recognized and experienced in this lifetime is that uh, forgiveness is one of the most powerful things. And if you forgive and let go, it creates so much freedom, Mm. you know, and I've learned this so much over the course of the, you know, these past few years. And it's very important. I think it's a very important um, value and big thing in our life that can really make or break you in a lot of um, feelings that you get moving forward. It can, because if you don't forgive yourself or forgive the people that you love, um, that that sticks with you, you sure. know, that, that that creates almost like venom. It creates this toxicity that sits with you. Sure. And um, I find that, um, you know, what you said is is very important. I think people listening and tuning in need to understand that, you know, forgiveness is very, very significant in our lives. Yeah. And, and it's, it and creates freedom. It's it's not easy, you know, and, you know, some people will say that, you know, well, that's easy for you. to No, it, that wasn't easy. That yeah. was not do you know how long it took for me to make that decision to say, you know what? I'm just going to reach out to him as a grown yeah. man. I didn't have to, mm-hmm. you know, I, I cried that day, you know, as, as a 45 year old man, I cried that day, but, but here's the thing. See, I didn't know if, if my tears were tears of, of freedom, right. Mm-hmm. Of release of finally getting all, like getting all of it off of me. Like I got it all, like everything mm-hmm. There's no, there's not even a residual there anymore. It's like, it's like all of those things in my past never even happened. And that is the greatest thing for me. Now I turn that pain into power and I'm able to use that situation as my story. And I'm able to help other people who may go through that because not only am I telling you about it, but I'm living proof, sir. I'm living, mm-hmm. proof, ma'am, that you can overcome that. You can beat that if you just take the right channels, if you just approach it the right way and just realize that some things in life are going to go your way and some things are not. You just have to adapt and overcome to those things and realize that you're going to win somewhere along the line. You're going to win, but you got to keep fighting. Mm, incredible. Incredible. I, uh, my heart's been pounding when you've been sharing this story about your father. And uh, I feel like I need to share and get a little vulnerable here now that we're live. And um, so not a lot of people know this, um, but uh so my biological father actually left me and my mother when I was a young child. And uh, for years, for years, you know, growing up, um, you know, my mom did get remarried. And, uh, 
you know, shout out to my dad today. He's an amazing soul. I love him. He's been my dad, you know, since for the first one decided to leave. Right. God bless. And, um, God bless, you know, and, uh, but, um, you know, my whole life, I always, um, had this sitting with me and for a long time, um, it's, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where you want to reconnect in a way and you want to, you want to touch base and you want to know what's going on. You want to know, you know, like, does he want to, you know, play basketball or shoot some puck with me? You know, is, is he thinking about me? And, uh, so for years in high school, I think in high school, um, he, we try to connect. And I remember when we were trying to connect, um, it wasn't the best time. And when we try to connect, uh, when I want to connect and, and, and learn and connect with my biological father on a, on a wavelength of like, you know, I'm the son that you left, you know, my mother and myself. And I just want to connect with you almost as a brother, as a friend. And I don't want to know about the past. I don't want to know too much about like your side of the story, my mom's side of the story. And I found that when I was connecting that way, it became this like, um energy on that side trying to explain a lot of the um i guess you could say resentment of leaving and going into it and i and and i allowed um for that story to share but i i never really felt that connection in a way where i felt like it was a humble loving way and i try to connect mm. so we lost we lost uh, we touched we lost a uh, uh, connection there and then years moving forward i think i was in my early 20s and I got a phone call from my office and it was one of his coworkers or close friend that decided to call me from my office and said, Hey, um, you know, I'm, I'm your biological father's really close friend. Uh, we were at this hockey tournament for our, for our sons. And I was like, Oh, no way. So I guess I have this like half brother that's playing hockey. And apparently this young guy is, uh, a really good hockey player at his young age. You know, he was like in the Sidney Crosby, like little Timbits tournaments, you know, like, so he's doing well. And I thought that was really fascinating, you know? And um, so anyways, I get this phone call. I thought I told this guy's like, you're very brave and courageous for reaching out to me, by the way. I just want to say like, you know, to, to try to connect with me um, on behalf of my biological father. And I guess my, he didn't want to um, make that call. He, his friend wanted to do it for him. And I guess because he saw maybe a photo of me on LinkedIn at the time, you know, representing my, you know, work experience back then. And it was interesting. He was asking uh, questions and, and this and that. And you can tell he was like the, basically the messenger to my biological father, the representative, you know, to try to build this connection. Yeah. And uh, Joe, it was uh, just thinking about it right now. It's just like, it makes my heart pump full of blood. And, uh, I remember just leaving. Um, so I'm in Ottawa here and I remember just leaving my office that day and uh, decided to give my phone number. And we, uh, you know, we, we connected, we had a conversation and, you know, I wanted to give it another chance, you know, like in high school, I'm young, I'm immature. I didn't know it, it was scary for me, but now that I'm in my early mid twenties at the time, um, you know, I, I built a little bit of maturity and I want to kind of know, you know, what's my real father going on, like my biological father, what's, what's, what's this guy up to? Like, who is he? Like, what are you doing? So, and, uh, so I remember having some conversation and, and it was actually really exciting, you know, to hear the voice and it was exciting to, to listen to him tell his story of where he's at right now and that he has some kids and, uh, you know, a partner and he's doing some really cool work and really, it was really fun. I don't need to get into it though, but he was doing some cool work and he's been in the, in that workforce for a long time. And, but, uh, and unfortunately like near the end of that, um, so after that conversation, um, 
we we started connecting you know the, those phone calls started happening a little bit more more often it would, you know a couple of days later we would we would connect again and we're sharing we're sharing about our day and this and that how we're going it was really it really felt good honestly joe it felt really good to to connect and uh so getting it was a i guess at this time years ago it was a little bit before christmas and I wasn't aware, but I guess he does have a little bit of um, um, some some personal challenges, and um, maybe some of that could be involved with substance abuse. I'm not too sure, but all I know is that um, it started really coming out in the conversation, and I remember him um, started really getting aggressive and, and forward when we started speaking about his side of the story and really diving into that. And right away, Joe, like. I thought that it was something that, uh, you know, God was like, yeah, like connect, connect with him. And, and, you know, we can start off as friends. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like, why don't we start as brothers, friends, like just let's connect on a friendly friendship basis. And Raid, he really started diving into, um, you know, I, I don't want to say too much into it, but things that my mom, you know, talking about my mom in a certain way and really getting into like this, like negative yeah. energy that he was lashing out in the conversations and it started becoming a very persistent uh aggressive thing and um yeah it really it really shut me off and you know i was i was disappointed you know like you know uh, the 20 something years um you know you're thinking about sometimes your your biological father of course and you know now i'm almost 30 years old and it's probably been about six seven years since we've had that i had that conversation and I remember I said, listen, I need some time. I need some space right now just to, to kind of absorb what you, you know, our conversation, because it's a lot, it's a lot, it's heavy. And, uh, it, to me, it means a lot as well. And I know no one's perfect. I know we're not all perfect. I know that we all come from different walks of life and we do face our own personal battles and challenges. And, you know, sometimes we don't communicate the things we want to say, uh, based because of our emotions sometimes are taking the best of us. And, Joe, it was like, it felt, I felt like, like, I feel like my life has been a movie based in one of those scenes in my life. That's a yeah. chapter in my life that it still hasn't even finished. And maybe he listens to this live stream and connects some time. I don't know. But all I know is, is that, uh, we, 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 we lost, uh, we lost connection since, since that time, you know, I, there was a lot of aggression and, and, and persistence on really, and I just, I just needed time because it, I felt not attacked, but I felt that attack of type of energy towards something that doesn't need to even be like addressed. Like, let's just start fresh now, you know, mm-hmm. like I just wanted to start fresh now, you know, sure. I just, I just said, you know, it, at the end of the day, we are where we are now, whatever happened in the past, it's okay. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Like, I love you for for who you are right now because we're connecting right now. And I was like really engaged. I was like, this is going to be awesome. Um, but you know what? It didn't work out. And uh, I believe, who knows, maybe it will work out in another time. But I really love going back to what you were saying is that I learned how to forgive and I learned how to let go. And it did create freedom for myself and putting myself in a positive mindset when it comes to family members that you do, even though you're not seeing them. But in my heart, like I do love and care about the people in my life you know, he created me like this, you know what I mean? So just wanted to share that. I've never shared that on any live. I've never shared that. Uh, I've shared that, you know, to maybe my mom and whatnot, but uh, here we are from Canada all the way to uh, New Jersey. (laughs) But yeah, 
Yeah, so Joe, that's yeah. the first time I ever share that in life. Yeah, it's it's so it's so it's so freeing, man, that you're able to do that. Because the one the one the big thing you said is there is it's chapters. That was a chapter in your life. And who knows, that chapter may revisit, you know, may may reopen sometime down the line. You know, and if so, then it is what it is. Like if, if my father reached out to me today, I'd, I'd still, I'd, I'd accept his phone call. You know, mm. I don't want you to think that, you know, that I'll, I'll never speak to him again, but, but at this point it's on him, you know, and, right. and here's the one thing T that you realize in life as you, as you go through that process is that you'll meet many people in your lifetime. What well, we are, we, we're going to meet many people in our lifetime and the conversation that I've had with you, right. In 30 minutes, you have given me more than my biological father has. How crazy is that? Right. You know, so as long as, as long as you're open, okay. As long as you're open to these different relationships and different friendships and learning from other people, you know, I realized later on in my life that had I pushed and pushed and pushed and forced myself into his life, I might've been forcing myself into a negative situation. Right. I may have been forcing myself into into a separation that God may have created. Right. And I may have picked up his habits. I may have picked up the negative, the negative things that he has done in his life. And I don't know all of them. You know, and I'm not judging him for it, you know, but he actually made me a better person by not being in my life, because now I know how to fight through things. I know how to, I had to find some things out on my own. I had to go, you know, fishing for my first time on my own. You know, I had to do some mm. things on my own for the time. And, and those life lessons from that young age spilled over into, you know, the kidney dialysis. I thought I, I got through that. I can get through this. You know, when I first failed out of the police academy, you know, I got through that. I'll get through this. You know, when I first failed at, you know, motor school and SWAT school, you know, okay, these are failures. Okay. And these are just brief chapters. But at the end of the day, I fought back and I made it through each and every one of them, you know, so understanding that, the, the different chapters in our life, you're going to fail. You're going to have some disappointments. You're going to have some heartbreaks. You're going to have some, some people who break your heart, you know, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, and you'll hear me always say this, the sun is going to come up. It's up to you whether you come up with it or not. That's it. Well said, Joe. I love that. You're an inspiration. Circling back to uh, your entire story broken up into those three really big challenges and chapters in your life and looking back and all the experiences and where you are today. Uh, if so, what would you do differently to overcome everything you went through? Wow. You know, I'm, I'm sure most people would probably answer this question. I wouldn't do anything differently. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I, I'd, I'd be lying to you if I said that there's, there's, there's quite a few things that I would do differently, you know, and I can respect people who say I wouldn't do anything differently. Um, but for, but for me, I would, I would have it. I would open myself to understanding more sooner, you know, sooner. Um, because there was some resistance that I had, you know, there's that pride that we have as men, you know, because I figured out so many things on my own for so long that it took me a while to open up to really understand that the world is a big, big place and there's so much to learn, you know, but once I got that clarity and once I realized that, you know, even when, even with my law enforcement career, you know, it was, it was just a 20 year stepping stone. What's next? Mm. You know, here I am right now, I'm 50 years old in, in a couple of days, What's next? You know, so if I had if I had a chance to do some things over again in my life, 
um, besides making those bad decisions with relationships and all the other crap that we talk about, if I had a chance to do things over again in my life, I would open up my mind a lot sooner to listen to what some of the older people were telling me and what some of the people who I thought were old men at 50 years old, here I am 50, 50 now, and I would take each and every bit of piece of, pe- of, of people that I came across in my life and I would take it and I would mold that into myself a lot sooner because I love who I am now, man. I love it. You know, I love myself. You know, I love being, you know, being the person that I am. I love giving to people. And it's not, it's not conceit, man. It's just, it's just truly love. You know, when mm-hmm. you learn how to love yourself, mm-hmm. you really learn how to love other people. You can't love really? other people of yourself. You really can't. You really can. And I hope that people can really understand. That's, that's another podcast in itself, man. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah. Get into you know, I agree. That- you, loving yourself is important. And um, you know, when you love yourself, you're a better lover towards the people in your community, to your yeah. clients, to your colleagues, your relationships, to your family. Yeah. You know, most importantly to God. Yeah. I would have learned how to love myself sooner. Mm-hmm. So. Amazing, Joe. So um, I wanted to jump on the comment section. We got uh, Melissa Baker. So let's uh, let's just throw this on the screen here. It's just uh, it's just a fire emoji. So I think she's feeling the heat tonight and the energy. Uh, I accept that. All right, all right, awesome. Good, good. Thank you, Melissa Baker. Shout! Thanks for tuning in and listening in. Um, what is Joe doing today? So Joe, what are you doing today? For, you know, when you're waking up with that sun and you're choosing to make a difference and you're putting on that smile on and that positivity, what are you doing today? Uh, whether it's for your, your, you know, let's get into, let's get into the, the podcast, the business, the things that you're doing for your community. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm an early riser to you. I, I need to, um, a lot of people will say, why do you get up at 445 in the morning? Why do you set your alarm? You know, my daughter says the same thing. You don't have to get up anymore. You don't have to get up that early. You know, I, I realize that I have to prime myself, you know, to, to deal with the craziness of the world. man. I really, I really, really do. Um, that has worked for me. So, you know, my morning routine, it, it consists of that. It consists of me waking up early. Um, the first thing I do is, you know, is, is prayer and scripture. Um, the second, the next thing I do is I go right into a, uh, whether it's a spiritual read or whether it's a, you know, a, a self, a self-improvement read, you know, and then I'll go into, um, then I'll hit I'll hit my YouTube and I'll listen to a motivational video, um, a yeah. spiritual video, whether it's a preacher or, you know, whether it's just something motivational. And all these things are taking place in my headphones this whole time. You know, mm-hmm. this is what I'm meditating on in the morning. Um, and then shortly after that, I'm off to the uh, I'm off to the gym to try to keep nice. his, old, his old body. <laughs> you know, so I'm 40 year old body, 40 year old body. Let's go. Right, right, right. Go. I'm creating balance, man. That's that's what it comes down to, creating balance. And then. You know, I'm, I'm able to be prepared for things like my podcast, the JH Overcomes podcast, where we come at you each and every week, you know, with something that you can help overcome, you know, your situation with, you know, and I'm learning so much each and every day, man, from even, you know, just running the podcast, the JH Overcomes podcast. And, you know, I, I've come across some serious stories, man, on, on my podcast that makes me, you know, it makes my story look, you know, <laughs> really, really small. You know, and that's it's something that's helping me to understand, like, Joe, you know, you really, you know, you really don't have it that bad. I mean, there's so many people out there that are going through things that are a lot worse than you. 
you have to get up. You have to keep fighting. You have to keep pushing. And this is one of the ways that I continue to help people pass law enforcement. This is, you know, on and off the job is I, you know, I started the podcast and I hope, you know, I, I hope that I'm able to touch, you know, millions of lives with it, you know, with my story and with other people's stories of overcoming adversity, you know, no matter what in your, no matter what in your life, you know, you can overcome, you can overcome and not everyone will, you know, I'm not, I'm a realist, you know, I understand that. But if you follow the right steps, if you do the right things, you know, that's exactly what you do. You know, you'll overcome, you know. So with that being said, I, I have that. Um, you can reach me on Facebook. You can reach me on Instagram. You know, you can reach me on TikTok, you know, and it's all on the JH Overcomes or Joe Hammond. You'll be you will find you will find me. OK, I'm the funny looking guy with all the different color shirts on every other day and, you know, dropping a message to you each and every day the best way I possibly can. Thank you, Joe, for sharing that. Uh, I love your brand. I love your message. I love your story. It's very empowering. Um, first responders, law enforcement officers, or just a regular folk, um, you know, in your workday. If, if you need some support, if you need to, to connect with Joe, you could reach him and follow him. If you have Instagram, it's jhovercom underscore Joe underscore Hammond here, just on this page. And then you, Joe, you mentioned that you had your podcast. Um, what's your website? Just so we can throw it out there for the for the folks listening in. It is jhovercomes.com. Cool. J-H-O-B-C-O-M-S. Simple. Amazing. Just like that. <laughs> yeah. J-H-O-B-C-O-M-S. You know, um, it's on um, the podcast is on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's nice. on, um, it's, 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 it's everywhere, man. It's on iHeart. You know, all you got to do is just yeah, favorite listening device, man, your favorite listening platform. Just type in jhovercomes and um, you'll find, you'll find this mug. It's there smiling again. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So yes, everyone listening and tuning in, please go connect with Joe, listen to his episodes. He's got amazing past episodes and uh, really good things coming up. Uh, Joe, I know you're going to do incredible things in this world. I know you're going to make the biggest impact that you've always wanted to do and you're continue growing each day. I can see it. Um, people that have Instagram, please follow this page. Uh, Joe is full of inspiration and motivation. It, it, it's It's become this thing ever since we've connected in this past, I think a month ago we connected. And shout out to Zandre for connecting us, you know, for the referral, for coming on Hashtag Stories of Healing. And um, I, uh, I've i been so looking forward to having this episode with you. And when I started following you and, and seeing your posts, I now wake up with the sun rising, you know, and I, I, I'm on my way to work or I'm going to work and I'm at my work and I happen to check my phone, let's say on break or lunchtime. And I see your, your positive, uh, your posts. And I feel it and I'm like, nice. I'm like, I feel it. I'm like, this is awesome. Let's heart this. Amen. Let's go. Because uh, it's people like you uh, that are going to create motivation and support others around in this community, in this world. And, you know, with your story and your message and you have a very good, um, you have this very good energy of you, this positive energy. And I think what you'll continue doing is spreading that throughout the world right now. And our world needs it more than ever. You know, going back, we said our world needs it more than ever. And uh, you're the light and you're the heart that's going to shine through the times that we need. So I just want to say thank you, Joe. Um, One more question. (laughs) Joe, if uh, listeners tuning in, you know, young ones, let's say young ones uh, that have ambition to be in law enforcement, uh, to be first responders, whether, you know, ambulance, police officer in the military or say any individual listening in or watching a recaps video uh, that are currently in uh, law enforcement or as, as a first responder, 
Um, what are some words of uh, inspiration or insight or some wisdom that you can share right now to them listening in that would help them uh, overcome their adversities and their challenges if they're feeling their own personal battles that is affecting their workplace uh, or what they're going through right now in this world today? Well, I'll say this for, for those of you who are, you know, those young people who want to get into, you know, law enforcement or first responders want to help people just realize that that's exactly what it is about. Um, it's, it's not a short term thing. You really have to be made and built, you know, and, and get yourself in the mindset that you're doing this to help other people, you know, it, it, whether it's the military, you know, you're there to serve the country. And this is exactly what we do. We serve, you know, and for my brothers and sisters that are currently in law enforcement, you know, right now is, is probably one of the toughest times in the world to put a police uniform on. You know, I know you feel underappreciated. I know that it's very, very difficult for you to go out there and keep going out there every day. And, you know, we're getting spit on and, you know, pushed around and mocked and ridiculed. But the one piece of encouragement that I'll give you is one thing that I always took with me is remember why you took the job in the first place. Okay. Remember why you put the badge on. Remember why you picked up that medical bag. Remember why you got out here to help people. It was to help people. OK, this is exactly why you started. And I don't want you to let the, the, the career, the people, the negative people in the career, you know, move you away from that thought process. I don't want you to let, you know, the, the negative things that are going on in this world move you away from that. OK, you are there to protect and serve people who cannot protect and serve themselves. And that's exactly why you took the job in the first place. So if I can encourage you, OK, don't worry about the politics don't worry about what people think about you. Don't worry about the negative coworkers or the, the admins, the things that us cops and people think about all the time. You know, just when it gets too heavy for you, when it gets too much up for you, you know, and you need to go speak to somebody, please go speak to somebody. Speak to me. Reach out to me. You know how to get in touch with me. But when it gets too much, just remember why you took the job in the first place. And that was to protect and serve people and to help people who couldn't help themselves. And that little thing, that little thing should be the one thing that resonates in your mind each and every day you strap up. You're an inspiration, Joe. Yeah. Thank you, Joe, for coming on hashtag stories of healing podcast. Everyone listening in and tuning in. Thank you. Uh, tune in midweek next week. We're going to have a new episode. Please connect with Joe. He's an amazing soul. You know, as we can see, all the positivity and love and um you know through your story and that we heard tonight um i know it's and i believe it's going to resonate through uh people's hearts so thank you joe for coming on tonight thank you everyone for listening in and uh have a good night thank you good night everyone